said afternoon, good afternoon. If you hear my voice right now, you know that you are now live with the one and only MJ with the new Soul Cipher. We got a lot of good things coming your way today with tonight's show. Of course, being that MJ is up on the note with everything going on, this producer's desk will be talking about hashtag lemonade. That's right, MJ watched the lemonade uh I guess, video album last night, and I I do have a couple of things that I want to say. And, of course, we're going to get into it with those handsome men of the new Soul Cypher, T. Mitch and Q-Man. And, of course, we want to take and see how they view the hashtag Lemonade video album. But before we get into that, of course, your girl got to get you guys going into the land of soul music with the 30 minutes of music with yours truly. So. With that being said, and Lemonade being the hot topic trending right now, we're going to kick off the show today with Intellect and their song, Jay and Beyonce, because you know everybody at one point wanted that Jay and Beyonce love, but we'll see what happens after we listen and after we get everyone's take on this hashtag Lemonade video album, but like I said, we're going to kick it off with Jay and Beyonce by Intellect. It's your girl, MJ. Baby 
We are back, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, it wouldn't be the new Soul Cipher if there weren't some sort of technical difficulty. But it's all good. We got to keep the flow going. We just kicked off the show with Jay and Beyonce by Intellect. Coming up next, we have Can You Feel It by Jungle E. I was wondering if sometimes, somehow, somewhere, you can feel me. Some shadows of you, some, some, some men from the top that I met in my heart, in my back, but fuck, yeah. Ooh, I shouldn't play with my sensitive heartbeat, nah, nah, nah. Now the rhythm of my life under pressure, need your healing to avoid the suffocation, yeah. Too much. Ooh, now the love of my life is good, and I'm waiting for the final gun. Come and please give me the last shot. Don't need to grip if your mind just fell apart. Don't need to wait if the one is in your heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry for all this misunderstanding. Before you forgive me, believe me.
Bland, and he is going to be on next week's show. I can't wait for us to chit-chat and learn everything that's going on with his new EP and this new song, I'm So Loving the One. Like, uh, MJ is waiting until, you know, she finds her one. But in the meantime and in between time, of course, I'm going to continue to give you this amazing music by these amazing artists. So right now we have coming to the <laughs> coming up next we have our guest from last week phenomenal guest from last week if you guys didn't listen to that show you guys can definitely go on to blog talk radio and check it out um you can also check it out on podcast it was the l and she gave us so much great insight on her new ep soul art music like i said last week i love that name so enough chit chat from mj here's Go on by the L.
and never reach for them lights. True can set you free, and that's what I carry for life. Yeah. Approach them on a different path. Focus on what you really got, not what you never had. That was two back-to-back songs from BL, just because we love her so much, and she was our last week's guest. Once again, if you haven't heard last week's episode, it is live on podcast. It is up on Blog Talk Radio. So go ahead and check that out. Click the link here. Everything from um, (laughs) where she's moved to, now she's over here on the East Coast, to what inspired her to name her new EP, soul art music once again i love that name of that um of that i'm sorry of that ep it's such a i love it that's just that i love it and find out why i love it just click that link at blog talk radio or on podcast and it looks like it is about that time y'all know exactly what time i'm talking about i'm talking about bringing on those voices those baritone deep voices sometimes they even got the sexy voice on for y'all but that's just for the grown folks (laughs) but right now it is time to get live with the men of the new soul cipher formerly known as the neo soul show it's time to get in it with cumin and t mitch Like earlier in the show, I was kind of waiting. I was stalling there for a little bit. You don't always want to come right in when you've been introduced, kind of like to make your own entrance. So I go by the name P. Mitch. The host of this show is Q Man. And as stated by our lovely producer, MJ, this is the new soul cipher. It's another Sunday afternoon. It's absolutely beautiful outside. I'm not talking about the weather, but anytime to wake up, open our eyes and look. Inspire our souls with you today. I personally am having a tough week, so I've been looking forward to tonight's show. I'm sure everybody's having a tough week. We were talking about all the the many lives that have been lost, and many iconic minds and, and souls, and hands and fingers and pens that have crafted music and lyrics that have inspired all of us that we have lost in the past week or two weeks. We will get to all of that, but as you were so graciously informed 
this is the new soul cipher and if q man was here right now he would tell you that this is the greatest neo soul classic hip-hop show on the web uh big shout out again to the l who was our guest last week on the show um soul art music is an absolutely amazing project from this young and up-and-coming r&b soul artist um we played a number of songs off of the album um, we're gonna play another single from off that album later um, it's called halo it's the new soul song of the week here on the new soul cypher and uh today we're just going to have a cypher on just where we were when we heard the first time and most recently the last time about uh the man formerly known as Prince Rogers Nelson. Um, musically it's just been a very, very very tough couple of weeks and you know, we've talked a lot about how we each feel about music, um how we've each been introduced to different sounds and different artists and I think Prince is an artist that similarly to Michael Jackson, there are not too many people on this planet that have not been influenced by Prince in one way, shape or form. Either you were a fan from the very beginning, you either, like myself, got introduced to him at Purple Rain and fell in love and been in love since, or you're a child who absolutely has no idea who Prince is, but Prince is probably the reason that your parents conceived you that night. So we'll touch on that a little bit later, not only um, Prince, but uh, a few other R&B soul legends that were lost, and uh, we hope to get a, uh, a mix from DJ Truth that he is currently working on uh, for us. Shout out to DJ Truth. I'm beginning the show with a, a Prince tribute mix. A lot of great things uh, planned. Uh, we're going to have the producer's desk a little bit on the show, and I'm pretty sure she's going to want to talk about her favorite R&B artist. Um, y'all know how I feel personally about that young lady, but um, we're not going to deprive those of you who did not have a chance to watch Lemonade on HBO. There will be a discussion on that a little bit later. Um, but again, uh, big shout out last week to the L. Again, if you have not listened to that show, um, as stated, you can catch it at uh, blogtalkradio.com slash the new soul cipher. Um, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all the same, the new soul cipher. Um, next week, Elijah Bland is going to be back on the show. We'll talk to him about you know the one man show that he put on in March. We'll talk about the single and Grace in the cover of Polygraph Magazine, a lot of other great things that he has going on. Then we're going to talk with Rocchetti on May 8th. Talk to her about her mixtape Sunday Sessions. Uh, we'll talk about the movie Dope with her a little bit as we know that she's uh, intertwined with some of the, the actors and musicians that were part of making that movie. And we'll talk with her about her performance out in uh, Texas and South by Southwest. So I'm being hey, bitch. Yeah, just 
Jump on in there whenever you feel like it. <laughs> How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm doing all right, man. You know, it's not it hasn't been the easiest of weeks, but you know, I love I love coming here and being able to tell people how how upset I am. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was having a good week. You know, shame about our our guy Prince. Yeah, um, save save some of my comments for a little bit later when we. When we get into that, um, a lot of things on my mind, a lot of things I've been reading, a lot of things that I've seen going. Mm-hmm. And, you know, April is always going to be rough for me. Uh, rest in peace to my mother. Um, I'm, I'm just, you know, it's just, it's just, just crazy. I think with, with, with everyone who's passing away, anyone who really cares, and it's not just something to share on Facebook, you know, it always puts me in a, a place of reflection and, and making sure that what am I? What is my legacy? What am I leaving behind? Like I know everybody can't be Prince, but you know, I just you know, I would love for people to care when I go to. Of, of course, they'll care, T. Mitch. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> you'll care because you just need a you'll need somebody to do the show with you. T. Mitch, I'm older than you. This is gonna be the other way around anyway. Yeah, that's what we expect, you know. We all we we all were hoping that some of these rappers would have would have left before Prince. Yeah, that's true. But other than that, man, what's going on with you? Oh, well, you know, I'm having a pretty good week actually. Kinda. I mean, I guess it's up and down, but um, I know you said you you weren't talking about that till later, so. I know. Why don't we just. Let's what else we can talk about? So the L was um, it was we had a great interview with her. She wasn't upset that you weren't there, but she wanted to tell you, you know, just in case you remembered, that um, she moved to New York now. So no longer, you know, Chicago Bulls and Milwaukee Bucks. So she's gonna try to give the Knicks and the Nets a shot. Wait, who was this, T. Mitch? Last week's guest, the L, we had her on uh, about yeah, six right, months ago. That's right. We were bothering her about being a Bucks fan, and she said, "Well, actually, she was a Bulls fan. Well, now she lives in New York. She lives in Brooklyn. Oh, and she recently released her her album. You know, we played a little bit of the music because you know I have no control over what gets played during the first thirty minutes of the show anymore. So um, we played some of her music then, and, and we just had a real good time chatting with her. One of the interviews that you would have really, really enjoyed." Oh wow! I miss all the good stuff. I mean, I don't know. I think it's because they expect you set people up that these interviews are going to be so horrible and gut wrenching that when you're not here, we just <laughs> we just vibe, we just chill. And then MJ MJ got the BT Mitch last week. The what? MJ got to come on the show. She did the entire show. Wow! Last week. I'm surprised she didn't bump me after that. Well, she actually said, well, she wouldn't say your name. She <laughs> referred to you as he who shall not be named. And then mm-hmm. said that she would save whatever she had to say. You hear the instrumental just stop? She would save mm-hmm. whatever she had to say for you herself. Oh, wow. This ought to be good. Yeah, Been fired so, uh, on air, ladies and gentlemen. Pretty sure that's going to be on the producer's desk. 
Mm-hmm. The other thing that we know we're going to talk about, and I'm kind of I'm not going to you know say too much about it because um, I definitely know that this is on MJ's to do list. Is you know Beyonce dropping her visual album? Oh Lord. HBO. You know, so that's going to be an interesting conversation because um, MJ is not a stan, but she definitely has her own honeycomb in the beehive. So Mm -hmm. I'm very interested to see uh, what she says. I was out and about last night um, hanging out with uh, some... I haven't found the right word because, you know, I don't want to necessarily call them friends. But they're a little bit more than associates, and they haven't necessarily gotten to acquaintances. (laughs) I really haven't. (laughs) I was with some colored people last night. Okay. uh, And we were playing Taboo. And um, for those of you that don't know, um, Taboo gets very, very serious. I personally, I don't understand this thought process that you came to somebody's house and you sat down to play a game and you didn't play to win. You're not here to win. <laughs> I don't I don't know what fun y'all have with this non competitive nature, but I didn't show up to lose. So Um Wow. I don't understand how to, people that how play to go. taboo. I mean it it was okay, like once we got through the language barrier, I don't understand if people want to play American games and don't speak English, but once we got through that, it was a pretty good time. But I only bring all that up because the only reason I even remembered about Beyonce and Lemonade HBO was three people that were playing Taboo with us turned out to be stands and just ended the game and got up and left because they had to watch on Title. Wow. I think Title was streaming it, so they had to watch it. Or they had HBO Go on their phone. Whatever they did, they left and were gone for a very, very long time. Um, just as a footnote on that, I am probably the greatest taboo player that's ever walked the earth. I just want to point that out. And anyone that knows me will attest to that. Okay, I just need I, to throw that in there. I, you know, and as always, I, I, I disagree. For those that don't know, <laughs> Q-Man and T-Mitch, our, our, we met our entire relationship was based on the fact that he felt that he was the greatest video game player to ever live. <laughs> And I refused to accept that and thus spawned a friendship over his respect of my not giving up in trying to beat him and my hatred becoming respect for the fact that he actually was pretty good at something. <laughs> so <laughs> you're not the greatest taboo player of, of all walking the earth. <laughs> I would lay claim to that as well. <laughs> we'll we'll have to settle that up one day. Yeah, we're gonna have to. MJ's not invited though. I just feel like she don't she don't play taboo well. Mm, they have a hood I, version of taboo, right? They do, but I've been to game nights with MJ and like I've seen her play taboo and she's not bad. She's mm-hmm. just, you know <laughs> we just a little too competitive. Uh, and she talks with her hands and you know like I chop spice hands off and move me hands taboo. Yeah. Well, I mean. If we played Ghetto Taboo, she would win. Probably, because, you know, like for yeah. ambulance, I would just say to her, you know, that yeah, Jersey City's doorbell, and she would immediately get that. <laughs> so it's 442. I'm glad you showed up. I know uh, Q-Man is always out and about people. 
there's a lot on his plate I'm trying to be like him when I grow up so we're not going to waste too much time I'm starting to get text messages on my phones I think I've been talking about MJ a little too much so uh, yeah she talked real tough to me in text messages let me just tell everybody she sent me text messages yelling at me sending me like hateful violent emojis like hammers and knives and then she comes wow. on the air hello and uh, this is so lovely and oh no I would never I'm going to screenshot the stuff that I get and I'm going to post it on Instagram so that y'all can see Q and I have become prisoners to our own creation wow yeah, that's very a very good way of putting it and this is not for ratings. <laughs> this is a cry for help. <laughs> if I can show y'all the emojis I just got in my freaking phone. Okay. Okay. So, um, again, around 5.10, maybe not even 5.10, I would say about we're getting ready to go to a song. We will be back at 4.50 for the producer's desk. And um, once we finish mm. the producer's desk, so I would say around 5 o'clock, 5.05. The phone number is 347-237-5212. Uh, you can call in and, you know, join the conversation. You know, anything Prince-related at all. We mean Prince Rogers Nelson. You know, not Prince <laughs> or the Prince of Wales or your, your homie's cousin that's named Prince. <laughs> none of that. But um, the prince that we recently lost, the musical genius and icon, um, if I am not mistaken, we are going to continue with our The L Love Fest, and uh, <laughs> we're going to play her single from Soul Art Music. Please check that out at soundcloud.com backslash The L. This is Halo. It's the new Soul Fight. We'll be right back.
Mm-hmm. Like that one, right? Good. Caught me in the middle of eating my brown sugar oatmeal chips. <laughs> We're back to new soul cipher. <laughs> brown sugar oatmeal chips, guys. Cute man. I hope I didn't add T Mitch. And again, that was um, the lead single off of the L's latest EP. So our music entitled Halo, uh, which is a a great way to segue to the next segment on the show since we will be talking about the leader of the Beehive who also had a single entitled Halo. I'm really looking forward to hearing about what happened on HBO yesterday. I'm going to try my best not to say too many negative things because some bee, some bees tried to sting me earlier today when I gave my opinion on Beyonce. I just don't feel like being attacked. What What did you say? I missed it. Um, it wasn't on air. Um, I was at oh. I was in a, I was in a meeting and um, Lemonade came up and I told I said I said well first of all I'm a sweet tea person myself. Um, I don't I don't really care for anything that Beyonce does because I I believe while she's a great entertainer. I don't know who she is. Mm. And that that makes up a lot of what I put into how I feel about artists. So if I don't mm-hmm. know who you are, I don't really know if I care who's sleeping mm. with you, who's cheating on you, who your sister's punched in the elevator. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care that her daddy had another family. I don't care at, at I all. I don't know that. You know? I don't care. Like, I feel invested in other artists, so when they go through something, like, I feel like we all felt like Mary J. Blige was, like, our cousin or something. So when she was going through some pain, we felt it. But I feel like Beyonce is the prom queen in high school was 15 years ago. I don't really care what you're going through outside of just putting music out. So I said that, and I don't know if... You know, one bee buzz to another and whisper to some other people, but I started getting messages and nasty comments from people, and I don't want to say too much anymore, but it is 4.50, which means my time to talk is over. Uh, So we're going to... uh, It's time for the producer's desk uh, with the producer of the show. So, uh, MJ, take it from here. What's on the producer's desk? (laughs) Wow, I have nothing much to say to neither one of you on air right now. Um, wow. But what yes, coming from coming from the producer's desk, uh, we are talking uh, what they're going to call now, hashtag lemonade. I, I like to think of myself as a member of the Beehive, but I'm not as crazy as the bees that come from the Beehive. And quite frankly, right now, what... Um, what I'm going to say is going to stir up the beehive to where they may want to kick me out. Um, I saw all the ranting and the whole hoopla behind Lemonade last night via Facebook as I was trying to fall asleep, um, in and out of my sleep, rather say. And I did end up uh, watching it. And I must say, um, she did tell a story, however... If this is not who I'm used to, this is not the Beyonce that I like, this is not the Beyonce I became a member of the Beehive for, 
This is not crazy mm-hmm. in love, Beyonce. This is not dangerously in love, Beyonce. This is not... Um, this is not me, myself, and I, Beyonce. And even then, that was telling us that there was something going on. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. But that is not who I know, and that is not who I know of, rather say. And that is not the artist that I like. So if y'all want to kick me out of the Beehive, absolutely go ahead and kick me out of the Beehive. Do what you must. But I'm not feeling it at all. Is that a shocker coming from MJ? To some people, absolutely. But what I did like was a lot of the black girl magic that she had going on in there. Yeah, I I said black girl magic. But I did like um, the fact that she went back into her her French and Creole roots and things. It looks like she was um, in Louisiana. Then again, I don't know where it was. I'll do some more research and bring that back to you. But it looks like she was in Louisiana. However, I feel like there's going to be an uproar of women wanting to bash the windows out of their husband's cars for something that they've done five and six years ago. I feel like (laughs) there are women who are going to be calling their husbands, boyfriends, significant others, whomever they may be. Uh, And this isn't just for the heterosexual people. This is for the homosexual people, too, because... It, who who doesn't love Beyonce? But I feel like there's going to be an uproar of people who are now, like I said, bashing out windows, who are now remembering things that happened three and four years ago, who are now going to go up to their men or women, their significant other, whomever it may be, and rehash the whole thing. I, I just I just can't I can't get with it. It it, it went from. It went through all the stages of, I guess, of what she dealt with. It started out with um, some intuition. It went over to denial. It went over to anger. It went over to apathy. It went over to forgiveness. It went to reconciliation. It went through a lot of things. And, I, I, you know, I understand the art. I understand the message and what she was trying to do. But this isn't you, B. This is not you. And if this is you... I must just say this, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. And it looks like, Jay, she's been scorned. So do what you got to do. And another thing that's going to come up are all these people who are going to be saying, oh, well, go back to your little Becky with the good hair. We all know who she talked about. It's now all the rage. It's the whole hashtag thing going on. Now everyone's going to talk about go back to your Becky with the good hair. Oh, this Becky, this Becky, that. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to see it on my Facebook. I don't want to see it on Instagram. Although it's going to be there, I just don't want to see it. Beyonce, if you're listening or anyone in the Beehive that can relate this to her, I want the old you back. This is not who I like. This is not who I love. This is not who I admire. I want the old you back. I want the me, myself, and I. I want the dangerously in love. Hell, I'll even take the uh, um, Sasha Fierce album, If I Were a Boy. I'll take that. But that's it. That's my rant. I'm done. I'm not going to continue to go in. I'm not going to do any of that stuff. I'm just saying I want the old Beyonce back. Hmm. Okay. Um, when we're off air, you're going to have to explain to me what you were talking about, but I do agree. Which part? I don't know any of this we new can do stuff. The snap what, with, with her, her being scorned and stuff, I don't. I don't know anything about that stuff. If I'm not personally, I'm not going to buy 
the video album. I'm not going to go on title and spend any amount of money to be on title or to listen to title. It's just not what I'm going to do, which is why I watched it last night. I say she was scorned because she she just looks like a completely different, like she looks like a hurt woman. And, mm. you know, I'm just going to speak for the women who have been hurt because MJ is one of them. You know what another hurt woman looks like. And, <laughs> and she looks like a hurt woman. And I just want to say hell hath no fury like a woman scorned because you could see her anger portrayed through this, you know, video album or whatever. And I guess that's what she wanted in that segment. But it just it was just a whole new side of her that I just I don't think I was prepared for. So. Her music was good before they got married. I mean, if we're going to be honest. I agree. 100%. All right. T. Mitch is also quiet over there. Yeah. T. Mitch. Um, (laughs) Like I said, I'm, 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 you know, I wouldn't be being me if I I didn't say how I really felt. Um, One of the first conversations MJ and I ever had was um, about Drunken Love and about the whole Beyonce album, that first visual album and that that she dropped it um, on her own. And I've always said that as an entertainer, as an, as an entrepreneur, one, outside of visual albums and, and being able to release music on the internet, um, she has not done anything that has not been done before her. I, I personally don't see her as a queen of anything. Um, but that's my personal opinion. Um, but that conversation that MJ and I had was not about the entertainer. It was more about, and this goes to what MJ talked about a lot last week, the message that the artist is, is portraying, not only in the CD, but in what they're marketing. And I think we tolerated Beyonce Knowles before because she was she portrayed independence, she portrayed a strong woman. Um, whether we agreed with the songs or not, she she always put herself in a light that was positive and, and those other two women, it was always mm-hmm. something great. They were groundbreaking, they broke records. Um personally mm-hmm. I still don't think they can hold a candle to TLC, but that's my personal opinion. <laughs> I think once they separated and started doing their own thing, she has found a hard time finding who she really is. This girl was molded by her father to be the leader of a group, to kind of be the next Diana Summers, and now, not Summers, I'm sorry, Diana Ross, and now Mm -hmm. I, I just really think she's lost, and she is doing the marketable thing, and that's being ratchet. And you got that with drunken love. Because the same girl who told y'all that she wanted a man that was financially stable enough to pay her bills. And she told y'all how hard temptation was and that the writings was on the wall. And it was her, herself, and her is now telling you that she rolls partitions up and gets on her knees and gets head in the back of limousine. And she can't wear that dress to the club. Cigars are on ice while they're swallowing seeds. This is the person that y'all have helped create. So while I'm not surprised that she has now gone full-fledged, ratchet, black woman, 
who is making angry songs about rumors, and I'm not saying rumors because it's alleged, and I'm 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 standing up for Jay Z. I'm not a Jay Z fan. I still got Issa in my I still got Issa in the CD deck. Um, I just we don't know that it's been confirmed. So to answer your question, Quash, because MJ is the, the the good one of the three mm-hmm. of us, and we're we're mm-hmm. the troublemakers. There have always been rumors about an affair with Rihanna. They have always been rumors about affairs with um, Rita Ora. That's the blonde-haired girl that people have always been referencing in music. They have always been rumors about Rachel Boy, who is Dame Dash's ex. So they have always been... That's what the Solange fight in the elevator was supposedly about. And just to jump in a little bit with that, Mitch. Uh, she actually came out and said, "I'm the Becky with the good hair." So you see what I mean? So too much. It's too much. Too so much. So when you I, when you I, take, I do also. Go ahead. I'm sorry, teammate. I just gotta chime in a little bit. I, I agree with you when you said she's trying to, you know, keep up with the times and keep up with what's going because she doesn't know who she is or what she's trying to do. I don't know. She had a, a couple of Caribbean hits going on in there too. And I'm like, well, is this Rihanna? Like, where did you get this from? Like, who is this? Like, what is, what's going on? You know, once again, I'm just only going to say this one more time. Where is the old Beyonce? You don't got to always change with the times. Sometimes the times need to go back to what they used to be. And clearly we see what's going on with this the, the rap industry right now it's, it's foolishness like what happens to songs with messages like come on like of course we want songs that get us going in the club or wherever we are what not but come on now this is this mm. is ridiculous mm-hmm. i'm sorry so i just what, had to get that out go ahead as far as that's what mj means q when she she's talking about you know the beyonce of old and this sounds like just a bitter scorn yeah i understand i stopped listening to her music well, um, yeah, so you have to listen to it, but bitch, this visual art stuff, I can't tell you what songs, but I'm seeing mm-hmm. gifts and I'm seeing memes where she's taking her wedding ring off and throwing it. There are lyrics like... Really? Yeah, I'm not going to say that the mm-hmm. old curses and everything, but there are lyrics in her songs that's like, you ain't dating no average B. Not B like mm-hmm. the letter B Beyonce, but she actually calls herself a female dog. Like, you're not dating the average B, like... Like, you can watch this ass w- walk away from you and jump on the next dick. This is who we're talking mm-hmm. What? And yeah. it upsets me when stands and members of the, not well, not all members, but those members. Look, I'm just going to say stands because the members of the Beehive are not stands. They don't stop everything that they're doing every time Beyonce farts. So when people will stop doing what they're doing to go watch videos that portray this message and then come back and tell you she is the greatest thing ever, I am beginning to believe that these people are just as confused as she is. It's going to sound like a weird segue. I'm going to say to, say to MJ right now, I don't even want to play another song. I don't even want to go to no break. It, I just, we just gonna, we can just go from the lack of having an artist to talking about a late great artist. But I don't think she ever was an artist. Her daddy molded her from the beginning. She was carried by two other people who could really sing in Latoya Luckett and Kelly Rowland. And then that other fourth girl was the attractive piece. Then you get another three-part group where Michelle is the gospel one and Kelly is cool but Beyonce is the face. We leave that group. Daddy is still carrying her. And almost like a marriage, when he was done, he handed her off to the next man that would take care of her. And she's just been Jay-Z's puppet for the last year. 
Mm. We have not seen this woman be a woman in her own right, probably since she was Foxy Cleopatra and that bombed, so she stopped doing things she wanted to do ever since then. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm, that's where the, 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 the anger and stuff comes from with her. So outside of the music, if the single doesn't have a great beat, I don't care what is going on in Beyonce Knowles' life. I don't care if Livy's hair isn't combed. I don't care what visuals she really has in her uh, her, her albums. I don't. I really don't care. What bothers me and why we have this show anyway? Nonsense like this continues to blind people from artists with messages and with real music that have really put time and energy into things, and it, it irks the hell out of me when there are probably more people who watched HBO for this lemonade crap last night than who probably Googled who Prince is instead of looking at Instagram to figure out who died. Hmm. Hmm. Well, well, you guys are angry today. It's it's, it's really (laughs) upsetting. It, it, It really is. You hate to be the person that's always talking about the good old days or let's go back or something like that, but we didn't we didn't get this. You know, obviously before our time in the sixties, seventies and eighties, yeah, people were singing about being cheated on. Yes, people were were using their personal life as music, but not to this extent. I don't think anybody was ever this generation has just gone through so many attempts to change things that are ingrained in society that I don't really think they realize how idiotic they look. Hmm. Whether it's the N-word or women trying to claim ownership of the B-word and and slut-shaming and all these things at their heart, like the intent on its face, I get it. It's great that you would think to want to do these things, but to actually think that you'll ever succeed at these things that are ingrained in our society... And then put it in music. It's just. Mm. But you would go as far as to think that this is God's way. Whenever we we lose these great artists, I'm trying to find the man's name. I just because he passed away as well. I know he sung "When a Man Loves a Woman." You know. Oh, I, I'm, I'm, George Womack. James Brown. No. No. Sorry, what I'm is his name? name. Is you James stay Brown? on though. No. James no, Brown isn't oh, the I'm first person wrong. to sing Sorry. that song. Um, just give me a second. I'm I'm trying to find it. But he passed away um, the same day they Prince passed away. You know, so he's got Farrah Fawcett of 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 you know April 23rd. But um, wasn't Ivy Woman? No. Mm-mm. Oh. Help me out. I know Angela is listening. Angela, help out. me out. But he passed away. Going on as, 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 yeah, he passed away as well. Mm-hmm. And and it's just I'm starting to think that this is God's way of trying to trying to point something out to you. You know, they always say that the thing you take for granted is what God takes away from you. And and we in this trap Percy music Sledge. nonsense. What's his name? Percy Sledge. I just had to Percy interject Sledge. really quick. So, so yeah, so between Percy Sledge and then and, and then Michael and Whitney before that and and now Prince, maybe it's because we spend too much time paying attention to this, this absolute acidic and poisonous nonsense that we yeah. just pump into everybody's ears and eyes and crap and all of this. And really, do we really care 
that she dropped this thing on HBO. Personally, I think that when the label is not willing to back you, it speaks volumes about what you're putting. Can y'all hear me? Yes, we can. Yeah. <laughs> I love MJ. She can work. <laughs> I love you the, too. The board better than I ever did, right? <laughs> How's it going? Well, How's it going? Thank you, Angela. You know what? Because you called when I called in, you said, um, "When do you want to come on?" I was like, "When they start talking about Prince," and you're like, "Okay." And then I said, "No, you gotta do that. You do that." <laughs> Well, let's do that. Let's 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 get off the negatives. Let's get off the negative thing and let's actually talk about Prince Rogers Nelson. I, I, um, I want to talk about Prince. Let's I'm do that. Like, you know what? I don't want to talk about Beyonce. This is totally not about, about Beyonce. Oh, So go ahead. So let's just start right from the beginning. Cue all of us. MJ, stay on too. We all just jump in. Where were you? I, what I, was I, going on I, the first I, time you heard Prince? I apologize for the noise, but I'm on the beach. Don't that, get jealous. Right. Like, I don't know. Like, we're supposed to be mad about that. Wow. <laughs> when, and where, when, and, when, and, when and where were we the first time we heard Prince? Ladies first. Oh, my gosh. You know, um, I, I can't remember, but I do remember going to Treasury, which was a store like, uh, like a Walmart in Memphis. And buying dirty the dirty mind um, cassette and hiding it from my mom. So I say to my mom, my money, right? Mm-hmm. You know, dirty mind, right? Yeah. And actually, I actually bought that um, CD online, so I still have it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I'm so sad. I've been sad for a few days, and I don't know what how to deal with it. So that's why I decided to call into the show today, so I can sh- share my sadness with you guys. We're sad also. And I want to hear what you guys have to say about friends, and I'm going to just be quiet. <laughs> well, um, for me, when I was young, I grew up in an era where it wasn't cool to like Prince if you were a male. So you had to kind of keep it a secret. And the first time I saw him, I was actually young, watching videos, and I saw the video for When the Doves Cry. And I couldn't (laughs) figure out why this grown man was crawling away from the bathtub. (laughs) So when I asked my mother about it, she said, don't worry about it, that's gay. Knew I had to keep it a secret, but that is my first memory of Prince. But you know what? You know what? Let me tell you something. I posted this on my uh, Facebook page, and I will say this: I don't think Prince was gay. I just think Prince was just Prince. And no, I don't think he was. No. Yeah. No, I think Prince was Prince loved women. Yeah, I agree. He loved women. Yeah, he he did. never denigrated them. He he never called them bitches or hoes or anything like that. Mm-mm. You know, he loved women and he was very sexual. And mm-hmm. you can get what you want from his song, but you can never say that Prince 
denigrated women. Never. Hmm? I agree. Well, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be very transparent right now. <laughs> um my first memory of Prince Q is funny that I have the I have the my first memory of Prince was exactly the same thing. It was with the, the <laughs> Dove Cry video. And and I remember my mother watching the video and I didn't ask her why this man was crawling from the bathtub. I just I just asked I asked my mother because at that time you know I was still young. I was you know early early to mid eighties, so I was still very young. But I do remember asking my mother the significance of the song because you know when you're a child and said, well, this is what it sounds like when doves cry. Well, do birds cry like people? Like do they sob? Do they? So I didn't get metaphors and similes yet so I asked my mother who's a substitute teacher to explain that to me and I'll never forget that my mother said to me don't worry about understanding that right now just understand that he is talking about something that is so powerful that even animals experience it so I will for the first time ever in life admit that the people that know me the best know that I go to bat for Michael Jackson. White, black, I don't care what color he was, what he said, what he was alleged to have done. Mm-hmm. I was actually a Prince fan. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I never said that out loud. Purple Rain is it, watching that changed my thought process on music. And I owned Prince records and contrary you know even Quash doesn't know that my father is a Prince fan say that again really my dad is a huge Prince fan so wow is one of the few things that we bonded over so you know even when I'm trying to be facetious in a in a, a flirty kind of way I will text someone that I know and ask them if they want to take a dip in Lake Minnetonka so it's always been <laughs> something that influenced me. And I think that Prince has always been the standard and the bar that, at least for me, when I listen to male artists or I listen to what we consider today to be pop artists, that's the bar. And if I can't put you in the same sentence or paragraph as Prince, then you don't deserve the title that you currently have. I think that's why there's so much anger comes from you when I talk about R&B music today. And and you know what? It's not only about the music. I I love the music. I love the music. I mean, I you know you, teenage. You were you're about ten years younger than I am, right? Mm -hmm. So you you were not there in 1980 something to hear. Purple rain blaring out of the windows of all the colleges. Um, and I say colleges because I was at Yale. We have colleges out of all the windows, and, and it was just like wonderful. But since he died, and listening to people talk about him being a philanthropist, um, Van Jones in particular. Uh, you are familiar with Van Jones. And just talking about how much he loved black people, how much he supported 
the causes that we were we were we wanted to be involved in. He supported them and never ever wanted to be um, he never wanted to be noticed as a supporter of those groups. But he was. His money went towards Black Lives Matter. His money went towards uh, We Code, whatever it's called, uh, Black Lives Code. I don't, I don't know what it's called. But that man was a good man. And I want everybody out here listening right now to know that that man was a good man. He was a good man. And that's why I recognized him from the very beginning. In addition to the fact that he loved women and he was not afraid to say that he loved women and he loved sex. So I'm cool. I'm done. So before, I don't know if MJ wanted to, you know, jump in and say anything, but you're right, Angela, us, you know, 90s, 80s, 90s babies, we weren't there when, when Purple Rain was blasting through the college windows, but I think MJ and I can agree, and Q can second that as well. We were definitely there for the greatest Super Bowl halftime show we've ever seen in the rain. So we we do kind of have a different moment <laughs> like that where Prince immediately became bigger than whatever you thought you knew about about Prince. And like I said, I don't I don't want to speak for. MJ, because, you know, I like always act like she's the youngster of the group, and then she comes on and she says something that shows how profound she is. Um, <laughs> my uh, first memory of Prince is not as profound as you guys may think it is. Um, it's actually from Dave Chappelle. And, no. Um, no. <laughs> I've, I've heard... I've heard of Prince songs because my mom, my mom is a true Prince fan, and my cousins are. When I say cousins, I mean my older cousins are Prince fans. And at family barbecues, you would hear not just the cookout music, but you would hear something from my uncle's big old black suburban blaring from you know the speakers. You would hear some Prince songs and. Me being me, I like to dance. I would just dance to the music and not really grasp the artist and not really understand who he was or who he is or things of that nature. But up until then, you know, past that time, but up until um, Dave Chappelle and Charlie Murphy uh, did that skit, (laughs) you know, that's when I was like, who is Prince? Because I need to know who he is and so uh <laughs> watching the super bowl watching the skit i mean i'm i told y'all i gave the disclaimer beforehand that this was not one of the times that mj would come on and say something so profound about prince this is not it but um i i do you know i do know that we have lost such a great legend and um but you know we what? won't be the same without the him and i do um I just found out. I, I just looked at that Murphy. <laughs> I had no idea about that. <laughs> I had no idea yes. about that. I don't know funny. what's worse between the things the two of y'all just said. <laughs> I think let me let me let me let me be a great friend. 
and support my friend. Um, she is not alone in that because there are a lot of people that had no idea who Rick James was until cocaine is a hell of a drug. So, <laughs> so kudos, so kudos to Dave Chappelle one for doing what he did in order to, you know, bring a new audience to these artists. It was a very, very funny skit, but you know, to 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 MJ's point, it did introduce her to someone that you know they felt was worthy to make jokes of you know so you know it but worked you know out what? let me tell you something that I, I, I mean I've been doing I've been doing I'm, I'm actually living somewhere where someone who knows Van Jones who was a friend with Van Jones and he was like look Prince loved that skit he loved that skit <laughs> he thought it was a funny thing so that skit is not even something that we should be embarrassed about because Prince can play basketball. He's just too short to go any further. <laughs> and you know what? Plus, you can understand that Prince is short. He's short than I am. I'm five foot three and a half. Mm. So you know what? He loved that skit, and that's what I I want to tell people that a lot of stuff that you see on um, the internet and Facebook, whatever, like that Dave Chappelle skit. Chris loved that. Hmm. Wow. Just to I kind of chime in, he he was uh, just to kind of piggyback off of what uh, Susan Lee said earlier. He was such a great. Um, I hope I'm correct in this. Great philanthropist with all of the different organizations that he uh, gave back to and I uh, was listening to the radio earlier during the week and because of his um, religious beliefs I believe he was a Jehovah Witness he uh, you know he didn't broadcast what he did and I think that's what makes him the great artist that he is and that he was is that he didn't have to feel the need to broadcast all of the amazing things that he's done for different organizations and things he just did things so silently and he he really let his work speak for him and I think that's what's missing um now with a lot of the artists out here they their their work isn't speaking for them and so when T. Mitch when you spoke about legacies earlier this is this is what I feel goes into it letting your work speak for you because even though Prince is no longer here to speak and say the things that he wanted to say or you know, continue to do marvelous work that he's done, his work is speaking for him. And so I just hope one day that I could uh, have somewhat of the same impact on at least one person, letting my work speak for myself, my work speak for itself. Did that make y'all feel better? That was, that was profound. Thank you. <laughs> I agree. Well, just, you know, he just he put out songs and records, you know, you know, similar to the more recognizable name, you know, being Michael Jackson that probably weren't the biggest hits, probably didn't sell the most numbers or the most copies, but if I'm not mistaken, you know, Prince did put an album out very much similar to Marvin Gaye's What's Going On, you know, questioning what, what, what was going on in the world and then the decisions that we make and the wars that were going on and 
I just think that I, I think the loss really isn't going to be felt. I, I don't think it's going to be given the correct amount of attention. One, because today's society is just so quick and we move on to the next thing so fast mm-hmm. that it's not going to be given the weight that it truly deserves. And, and, and not just musically, this man really just, there aren't that many people that really just the sight of them commands and demands so much respect, whether it is singing or, or not. And Very true. Really don't, I, don't, I don't think that, I don't want to say he won't get the respect that he deserves because I don't think he ever, he, he ever was disrespected. I don't think that he ever was put in a place where he was not in a realm of respect. But I do not think that his loss is going to be be, be felt the way that it should be felt. Mm-hmm. That's disappointing. And you know what? I'm going to tell you this. Like, I have so much more to say about Prince that I can't say because we have like five minutes left, but I think that we should maybe plan on a show about Prince in the future. So there's mm-hmm. so much to say about this guy that cannot be said in 30 minutes. So I'm going to shut up. That you guys <laughs> Alright well We didn't get the mix um, That we were looking for again Big shout, um, you know, shout out to DJ True for Offering to do a, um, a Prince mix for us Hopefully we will have that I, for next week's show Yeah I think he's actually Working on something a little bit bigger For us for uh, For another show I do know that Being that a lot of other artists Have gone on Um you know, I think that um, he's going to do a mix for Prince, a mix of Michael, a mix of Whitney. So I think that that would be such a great uh, Sunday rewind. But we're going to figure out another way to to name that because, you know, it ain't the same like a Wednesday rewind. But we'll get it together for sure. All right, Q. So since we don't have the music to close the show with, let's get some Q's here with you, man. Well, I will uh, quickly end off with uh, what began on June 23rd, 1989, and that would have been uh, the end of my freshman year of high school, and finally having the freedom to walk from East Orange to Bloomfield. I did that every day of the summer from June 23rd, 1989 on, I walked every day into Bloomfield to see the Michael Keaton Batman movie at the Royal Movie Theater that's no longer there. And one of the things that made that movie fantastic was the soundtrack that was done by Prince. So, I owe him a big thanks for that soundtrack for that first Batman movie. And that's all I got, T Rich. And just to make I wanna just I'm not and I wanna <laughs> throw into that for all you other people that think that someone other than Michael Keaton is Batman. Q just gave you <laughs> another reason as to why there has not been a real Batman since he returned in ninety two. <laughs> that is why Michael Keaton is Batman. When Prince signs on to do something when Jack Nicholson signs on to do something that's credibility 
Yeah. <laughs> and we don't have that today. Artists, we don't get that today. You know, you guys don't have That's what I mean by this man's impact is not something on people. So none of you, I'm talking to y'all right now. Let's break the fourth wall. None of you, <laughs> none of you have done enough, paid enough dues. Mm. Your, best, your best record ain't a B-side track from Prince's worst album. <laughs> you, you haven't done enough to garner the talent in his pinky toe. It's disrespectful what you all put out. It's disrespectful where you have taken the genre from where it once was. Stop mm. these videos from that BET acceptance award where he said music is in good hands. That's what you're supposed to do when you get recognized. You're not supposed to go on television and tell the truth. Look what we did to Kanye West. We're, we're, we're not happy with any of you. And if anything, this should be a reminder and this should be an open challenge for someone to pick up the mantle and do better than you've been doing. Mm. Good music, we don't give a damn what is in your bag. We don't <laughs> care. <laughs> I love you. I think that that's, that's going to be the it for my rant. I don't want to get started again. I am going to go sit down on my streaming box, Purple Rain. That is what I will be doing for the rest of the night. I'm going to go take a dip in Lake Minnetonka. You know the number, text me. Don't call me and interrupt my movie. That's where I'm going. Next week on the show, as MJ stated, we will have Jersey's on Elijah Bland on the show. <laughs> MJ, any final words? Nah, man, you said it all. <laughs> this is Lee. We're going to talk to you. Thank you for calling in. Q, get us out of here. <laughs> we will somehow try to do better next week for MJ Tvich and myself. Have a good week. Get some sun. Get some ice cream. We're out of here. Good night, everybody. And remember, diamonds and pearls. <laughs>